Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. One hour down here on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. One hour to go. OJ McDuffie, Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. Let's go ahead and kick off this hour with head coach Mike McDaniel, who addressed the media after Miami's 33-17 loss to the 49ers. Oh, th- those are always... Um... You know, you're careful to um, just assume that there, it was uh, one exact person. Um, you know, we get we're we're, we're pretty used to uh, you know to being extremely accurate. I know um, there was a couple times that he's going to be pretty hard on himself, um, but at the same time, you should you should be able to uh, you know not be pinpoint accurate on one or two throws. Um, and still be able to execute and operate. So, um, you know, I think that the, uh, yeah, guys were a little off um, and just in general collectively. Um, but I, I, I know one thing, it wasn't because of uh, preparation. It wasn't because of uh, lack of detail. You know, it was one of those things that, you know, you have to go through I think it's important, you know, for our team specifically, that you know the biggest thing I wanted from this game is to is to um, you know really go out there and feel you know a, a playoff type atmosphere and, and you know do you know everything that they could to to try to win that game and you know when you do that I think um, you can actually. Uh, Win or loss, you can get better from it, you know, because it's it's something that you know we have a we have a young team that needs to be able to, uh, you know, at some point in time you have to have everything on the line and you have to be able to execute. So, um, you know, players, myself, you know, the, the 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 whole team really, you know, the the idea is to, you know, lay it all out out on the line for each other and then um, deal with the consequences. So um, I, I, as frustrated as it was, um, you know, I think that we are well equipped and we have the guys in the locker room um, that collectively will will take this um, piece of adversity and and get better from it, and that's the objective. Mike, you some big plays, but how difficult is it to sustain your offense over against that defense no, they, they do a good job. So you, um, you know, when you're playing um, one of the best units um, in football on either side, 
you know, it, it's important that when you have opportunities, you have to take advantage of them. And um, I think uh, if you ask, uh, you know, every every player in that locker room, they would say that that um, was not the case today. Um, and and that the point is, is it it shouldn't feel, you know, you shouldn't just pass it. Um, pass it along to somebody else and, and and feel and and it should hurt you know um but when you're playing a, a, a group like that that's playing at such a high level you can't um you can't miss opportunities or or you end up um making it really tough on yourself so i think that was a uh you know outstanding um job by uh you know the 49ers defense, just the team collectively, um, they brought it. They've, they, you know, that team has some playoff experience for sure, um, and they're hungry to go and um, rectify some stuff of the past. And if you don't, if you don't completely execute, um, it's going to be tough um, for for your whole team to come out on top. So um, that you're exactly right. It is. It is. Uh, you're going to make it uh, pretty tough on yourself. If you uh, continually um, don't make the the plays that are afforded to you, and it will catch up with you, especially with a pass rush like that. Mike, how did you feel about how um, their quarterback Brock Purdy did in relief, and how the Dolphins defense did against Brock? No, I think uh, I think that's a um, that's a pretty good player there. Uh, you know, I, you know, I saw his. His preseason um, was, you know, as good as um, any rookies. Uh, you know, I think him and him and Skyler really uh, were the were the two guys that really had a had a good, um, real good preseason. I know uh, that that coaching staff and that team is very confident in him. Um, you know, it's always a tough task, um, but when you're able to lean on some good playmakers and and uh, you know get the ball in their hands, and when you're able to um, kind of control the clock with um, you know a lot of first downs in the run game, you know he's uh, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll, he'll have some plays he want to have back, but uh, you know that team will be fine moving forward um, with him. It's a you know sick for for uh, um, Jimmy and you know having to go through that, but. At the same time, you know that's football, and teams uh, get tested with their depth um, all the time, and no one really cares at the end of the season. Uh, it's result based, so um, they'll they'll be all right. He, you know, there's. I thought he did a good job. Didn't um, didn't really, uh, you know, we, we weren't able to turn the ball over as much as you'd like um, and take advantage of. Uh, those type of situations, um, but you know we'll learn from it, and that's that's the point. Um, yeah, I again, I I don't really see it that way. Um, don't get me wrong; it was it was to be uh, to see a lot of people um, that you invest blood, sweat, and tears. Um, with and to um, see a lot of people that you know are are, um, a huge part of your journey that you otherwise don't know where you'd be um, without them Uh, you know that that was a cool that's a cool part of the NFL and the cool part of football Um, but you know I, I it, it felt like another game 
for me. Uh, I got to, you know, um, shake hands with him, uh, you know, before the game and after the game. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of used to his routine, so I was messing with him before the game a little bit. Um, uh, but outside of that, it was a, uh, it was about the Dolphins. Um, and anything short of that, you know, I, I, I really struggle uh, from an integrity standpoint um, to have any emotions or thoughts that have to do with um, my journey uh, because, you know, that's not what um, the players and the organization for the Dolphins deserve. So uh, I, I stayed true to my proclamation. Um, it, it had nothing really out after the after the kickoff it was just you know um coaching football and you know trying to put players in the best position they could be um uh, to make plays and you know ultimately uh, that didn't get done and you know you know i'll be uh as i told the team after the game um they 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 don't have to uh worry in the in the least um i'll i'll get better from the the things that i know that i could have done better and um that's what i'm expecting from all the the players as well my fourth and one from the from your own 19 was a play that did work obviously i'm curious what went into your decision to, to make that call. um you know i again i uh i think it's part of the part of the job um is to do things that make the most sense for your, for your team. Um, I, I know exactly what's going to happen if it doesn't work, and it's not wishing in hope um, uh, or living in hope, I should say. It was more that, you know, I think uh, there was, I feel like, six minutes plus to go. Um, we were down by six. Um, maybe it was nine. I, I can't Six. Um, and there was a, uh, you know, I was pretty confident in uh, a particular play that, you know, uh, I figured that at that point in time, if you'd say, what's um, what's the greater risk? Is it uh, having a two-yard um, distance um, with the particular play that you know end up called calling um with you know your 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 guys on on um offense that really make you go as opposed to needing to punt and getting the ball back um still having to drive the whole field uh you know and on top of that you know i figured that you know, if we if it didn't work out in our favor, um, at least it was a short field, and you know, I, I just uh, it was one of those things that I was very aware of um, the the risk and and in terms of you know the second guessing that will happen if it doesn't work. But I think that's the job of um, the head coach is to do things for the right reasons and not not because you're you're going to possibly get second guess. So that, that's something that. Uh, in that moment, um, it's to the credit of the, the players that I that I feel comfortable um, doing that, and and thought it was the best for the team at the time. Um, I, I thought they did um, a pretty good job because that is a tough, tall task. Um, I think that there was times that. Um, 
you know, I alluded to to the facts before that um, I think that there'll be stuff that I'll learn from, uh, and you know, I think I could have, you know, done a better job um, with them. But for the most part, uh, I thought they really performed and took the challenge. And um, you know, that's a that's a that's a tough task. They have they have some good players, and they are um, there's no. Uh, put a, they, they are trying to sack the quarterback um, every play. And so they, uh, I thought they competed. I thought they gave us a chance to win. Um, but we'll, we'll try to get better from it moving forward as well. So that was head coach Mike McDaniel after the loss. We'll come back on the other side and react to coach at the podium. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Motors. You got to get to Gunther Kia in Fort Lauderdale on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherKia.com. For car buying down your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from San, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Niners 33, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday tree, and BOGO notifications. Just visit clubpublix.com. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go ahead and throw it back to Seth for our McDaniel postgame presser reaction. What you got, big dog? McDaniel. That sounded like you McDaniel. were ordering something at yeah, McDonald's. Right, right. Um, man, always with Coach, there's a lot there to digest. But I'm just going to – the thing that stood out to me the most, guys, was that he said the most important thing for him was he wanted guys to go out there and feel a playoff type atmosphere and I was fascinated by this because it seemed to me like he was essentially saying this is a there's a bunch of young players here and not a whole lot of guys who have played on teams where they've had gone into the playoffs and certainly not deep into the playoffs and he is preparing this team for a big game before they get to a really big game because it, I, I was you know that's what my interpretation was is that you know he talked about because then he, he by in contrast he said the 49ers have been there they know what their goals are 
They've been in big games before, and it's kind of saying that our guys haven't. And he wanted to – because at first I was like, oh, is he building up too much pressure? You know, is that what's going on? Well, he did build up that. He wanted them to feel the pressure regardless of consequence because he wanted them to know what it felt like. And I'd ra- and, and it makes sense, right? Because how many times have we seen teams that get it figured out the second year, teams that go to the playoffs, think they're really good teams, and they're just not ready, and then the next year they go back and they're a little more seasoned and they're forged and they go there and they're ready. And it seemed to me like what Coach McDaniel was saying is, I wanted these guys to know what it felt like to lay it all out in the line in a big game and and then learn from the results of that regardless. And so maybe some of the things that, that Moose was saying or anybody was saying, that those were real, but it wasn't like he was doing it because it was the 49ers and this is where I used to coach. He was doing it because this is a really good football team. You're playing at this point. It is kind of playoff football because you're trying to play into the dance right and so let's let's put it all out there let's put the pressure on your backs and see how you respond so that the next time you get into a big game if we get the opportunity to do so you're ready for it that's what I took from that and maybe I'm reading too much into it but that's what that's what I took from it and if that's the case I think that's pretty fascinating and really smart and I hope that it does benefit these Dolphins later in this season it's interesting because you go back to the Baltimore game when he talked about after that that fourth quarter barrage of touchdowns and the comeback how he was hoping they would face adversity in that game right right so it's almost like a season-long psychological like approach that he's taking about like trying to get these guys right in the right mind space for those big games because he talks all year about how if they're on this journey they want to be on a special bunch like he's alluded to that several times we have to get ready like you said because you don't have any previous experience with this group so it's i, I think it's a fascinating point seth yeah it, and it makes all the sense in the world you think look dan marino went to one super bowl and never got back and boy you know whatever he learned in that one imagine if danny had gotten back to one <laughs> right. it would have been a different experience for him right and so you know he always talks about a finite window that you have in your career and the season and next year this team's going to look different than this one does here so yeah i thought that was super cool and you know when you lose a game like that it should hurt that's what he said it should hurt and so so, you know, he wants these guys to feel that hurt. So the next time they're in a big game, they don't feel that way again is the way I took, uh, took from what I took from it. Um, I love that he said, you know, they talked about injuries and the, whether it was the tackles or other players. And he said, look, this this is this is the game that we play. Injuries are going to happen. And this is a results based game. And nobody cares, right? Teams get tested all the time with injuries. Nobody really cares when the season's over. So, you know, you have, yes, that's going to happen. That's, that's the way this game is played. Um, I think that, you know, they, they talked about the San Francisco piece. He didn't deny it. He said it was, you know, it was a really cool thing. It's one of the cool things about football to go to a place and see people on the other sidelines who are a big part of your journey. People who, if it weren't for them, you might not be in the place that you were in. And, and that is really cool, but then once kickoff, it's just right. about coaching football. Right. So I like that he didn't, you know, how many times have we heard people say, oh, it wasn't about that at all. And he said it wasn't going to be about him, but he still acknowledged that it was cool to go back and to see these people. But then everything was about the Miami Dolphins from that point. And I believe him. I believe him when he says that. Um, and how, Juice, you played nine seasons all, you know, your entire life you've been playing sports. What does it mean to you when you hear a head coach say that he stood up in front of his team after a loss and said, I'm going to get better from this. Yeah, it doesn't happen. doesn't happen very often, man, and that tells you, man. Great great head man right there. You know, and everybody's learning. I love, you know, some of the things he said, Big Seth, but I'm going to get better. And he said that a couple of times now because everything is new, right, yeah. from this position for him. So 
I think it's going to happen, man. And for him to own it is the, the best part of the whole thing. For the players, right? Yeah, when you hear sure. that and, and he say, hey, I want you guys to get better, but I'm going to get better too. Better. Yes, right. It's easy to forget this is a first-year head coach because of all the success he's had about all the, you know, the attribution of this, this brilliant scheme and the way he's lifted up to it. It's, He's got a lot of credit for a guy that still has only coached twelve football games. Fifteen. Yeah. You don't don't shortchange the preseason. Right. Don't so not short because here with the Miami Dolphins, we do everything with deliberate <laughs> that's right. intent. That's absolutely right. But no, I I just I I feel like, and that's why you know, Juice, you've you've stood there and heard uh, from different coaches. You've heard them say different things in in a loss or after oh, a win. Yeah. And I'm sure certain coaches probably certain coaches, although you played for some greats, but you know, some may take more more credit or even give some more of the blame. greats are a lot tough. They can be tough after a loss like that. Yeah, Real so I, I think that for him to say that, hey, uh, for him to start off and say, I'm going to get better from, from things that I – or I'm going to learn from things I could have done better here, I'm going to get better, I thought that was really great. And then, uh, you know, another question about that fourth and uh, that fourth down decision on your own 19. And, hey, guys, yeah, uh, like I knew what was at stake, <laughs> right? I knew what the risk was. <laughs> I knew what would be said if we didn't get it. I didn't make the decision living in hope. I made the decision because I felt that we had a play that I felt really good about, given the playmakers that we had on the field. And so think about where he was in that game and how this t- this offense had under-delivered the entire game, but he still felt really good about the play he had drawn up and about the, guy, the, the ability of the guys to execute that play. And the job of a head coach is to do the things – to do things for the right reason. The job of the head coach is to do things for the right reason and not worry about being second-guessed. I flip and love that. <laughs> do things for the right reason. Now, whether I agree with the call or not, if he felt it was the right reason, and he did indicate it was kind of what we said, is that he knows the team on the other side. He knows what with that much time left and, you know, if they punt away what Kyle Shanahan's going to do and the type of plays Kyle Shanahan's yeah. going to run and how much time they're going to run off the clock. And then even if you get the ball back and all those things, and he went through all of that in his head, and it's so easy. I got my buddy – Text. I'm not going to put him on blast by name, but texting me about the decisions that were made and so on. So easy for us to sit there and have no repercussions, but for him to have to make that decision in, in within seconds and deal with all the ramifications and having a coaching staff of 20-something guys and then 50-something players all looking at him and the owner's upstairs and all that, and he has to make that decision. And and he felt that he had a play that would work, and he understood the and, and the the – talk about risk versus reward and that I'd rather take the chance and get two yards here or one yard, whatever it was on that one. I think that one was a fourth and one with this play than take the chance of kicking the ball back to those guys. So I love that he lit us in on that. I mean, that's that's something that I hope everyone appreciates. Media, fans, that Coach McDaniel lets you in on things that are going through his head more than any head coach in any sport I've ever heard. And he was right, too, because yeah. he had Tyreek open, he had Alec Ingold open, and he probably could have ran that ball for Correct. a first down. So he certainly had I, some I didn't realize until two spoke that he had the handoff option as well. Had the handoff that. option yeah. as well, yeah. 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 You give your quarterback quite a, multiple quite options good there. Things there. You, things there. If you wanted to follow up on Seth, I'd love to hear it. But I also I really want to hear your point on his first takeaway about uh, putting the team in position to prepare them for big-time December, January. Yeah, that's games. what I was going to talk okay, about. That's, 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 that's amazing. That's When is a better time to get prepared for a playoff play? Right now, you know what I mean, and so you can tell. I mean, every this this, this man's always thinking, you know, always thinking about uh, different scenarios and different situations and the timing of everything. It's it's like an installation, you know. How many times have they talked about, you know, playoff pushes, you know, in the previous months? Probably not much. Probably trying to get one or no. Now they're really thinking about playoff push because they're in a playoff push right now, you know. And in every single game, of course, it, it matters, man. So talking about a lot of young guys. And that's important because we got a lot of guys on there, but how many guys actually have playoff experience on this team? 
Not a lot of guys have been on this team, obviously, you know, but then you got to look at some guys from other teams where they've had a little bit of playoff experience. We know so the San Francisco, the Niners guys have, but a lot of these guys need to get into that atmosphere and they need to feel that some butterflies. There wasn't a game I played that I didn't have butterflies <laughs> in them, but once I got going, I was great. But I always knew we always were in a playoff push in December. You know, and so, I mean, that's when it's always ramped up. We never really talked about it because we had so many guys on our team that were veteran guys that have been there, done that so many times. So it is important for the young guys to go out there and get this out of their system because it's going to just ramp up week in, week out, moving forward. Next week's even a bigger game. You know, Buffalo is even a bigger game. So just get ready and start doing it now because, look, we're going to have these situations where we've got to be ready to go. And, you know, you got to, you know, it's going to be, you know, Hell of an atmosphere, and it's going to be a hostile crowd, but we got to go out there and perform. And uh, so I think some guys might have had a little bit. With all the miscommunication talk I'm getting, there might have been a couple guys that needed to go through this playoff experiment in order to try to get that out of the system, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's, and they're going to have plenty more chances, right, too, because like you mentioned, you talk about next week's going to be the most important game than the next week. Tough Chargers team on the road at the division-leading Bills. Aaron Rodgers comes to town back on the road against Belichick and the Patriots and how tough they can be on, on anybody and a Jets team that put us on our, you know, put it on us back in October. So they will get their chances, you know, to, to I guess, to learn from this, to get more experiences yeah. like this and, and hopefully, you know, improve from it and be better because if they can and correct some of those few mistakes like we've talked about all year long, we all believe they can beat anybody in the National Football League, right? We still we still feel that way? Man, I, my, my opinion, all right, no disrespect to San Francisco, we beat, our, we beat ourselves a little bit today. We had a, we had left a lot of plays out there, a lot of meat on the bone. Today. A lot of unforced errors. Yeah. It really were it's good still, football team. Exactly they were, right. and they took advantage of a team exactly that was right. As they, as that tripping over you, themselves. That team that's already right. been there, done that. But man, we had some opportunities that we didn't take advantage of. No disrespect, we lost the game, and we lost it. You know, thirty three seventeen. But man, looking at that all twenty two, I can't wait to hear you. You know, coming moving forward with this all twenty two. But then again. Will we know which one was a miscommunication or which <laughs> no, one was a bad throw? So we'll see, right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like in baseball, you talk about you can't give a good team extra outs, right? Like, Correct. you knocked a quarterback out. That's usually a tough thing to overcome, but it just tells you how well the Niners are coached to be able to put together a plan for a guy that was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft last year to come out here and play really winning football in his first uh, first action in the NFL. Many so, more to come. So good on him. Yeah. And, and Coach McDaniel praised his game after the fact, too, there. So good stuff, guys. Really good stuff. Dolphins post game driven by Gunther Motors. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther. Keep Again, the final score, Niners 33, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Dolphins Football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. And looking back at the stat line, the last note that I had was Tyreek 6 for 125, but he ended the game with 9 for 146. Big Seth, he's got to be pushing up close to all-time Dolphins leaders, right? Yeah. 
Yes. I guess I should turn. Yes, he is. I guess I should turn my mic on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he is. He's 10 yards shy of, uh, I guess, tying Mark Clayton for the most yards uh, in the history of this franchise in a single season. Jeez. Now, Juice, he's got 98 receptions. He's got 98. What are we, 12 games into this thing? He's got 98 receptions already. <laughs> I remember you led the league with 90 receptions, I think. So, I mean, my gosh, he's getting a lot of opportunities. But he's averaging 14.1 yeah. uh, you know, per catch, so it's not like it's 98 receptions and, and you know for 900 yards or what have you. He's, he's balling. Five touchdowns. And, but here's the thing I want to – I also – first of all, thank goodness for Tyreek Hill. You're never out of a game when you've got that guy on your side, and what he's doing is incredible. But – we're saying he's 10 yards away, and I was oh, there are only 12 games in the season. He's 10 yards away from breaking Mark Clayton's record. Mark Clayton in 1984, 1984, yeah. Yeah. think about the change in the game, the change in the rules, all the things that have happened. 1984 had seven, he had 1,389 yards uh, receiving on 73 catches. That's 19 yards per catch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how many touchdowns did he score? 18, 18 touchdowns. Chance, Think about how incredible that season. This is why I get fired up with the Mark Clayton Hall of Fame conversation. Right. It's not just about being a homer. I'm sure that's you know that bias is there, and it is what it is. And I was you know such a fan as a kid. But think about what that man did in 1984 with 18 touchdowns, which was an NFL record at that point in time, and uh, 1,389 yards on only 73 catches. Pretty remarkable. But Tyree Kill putting together a heck of a season. Just a little bit. I mean, he's been every game, even when you're you're down and out of it. I mean, the long touchdown pass we talked about it earlier. To I thought they needed to hit a couple of long plays in this one today, and they yeah. obviously hit two two long ones wasn't enough. But man, to to see Tyreek get behind the defense again, I think I think that could potentially have a bigger impact in terms of how you guys talk about tendency breakers. Like they throw the ball over the middle in that intermediate part of the field all game long. To hit one over the top, maybe can kind of create some more chances, more creases in yeah. the rest of the field. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking like, you know. San Francisco makes sure they stay hella deep, you know, and they're so good with their front seven. Their safeties can be almost yeah. out of the picture. Yeah. You might be watching an all twenty film, <laughs> you know, right. instead of all twenty two, <laughs> you know, with the with the, the shot that they're going to get from the aerial. And they did a great job, and so be able to attack that and have a guy like Tariq that can put so much pressure on a corner in such a fast, a quick amount of time. It helps a lot there, and you know, and I think we had some opportunities over the middle, but like I'm saying, man, they're so good up front. It's like what we want to get to as a defense. You know, we don't have to bring a lot of extra pressure to get pressure. And a lot of guys can play coverage and get back in like almost a Tampa 2 look and make it tough for us to throw over top of those situations. So I think that what Tyreek has done is still put a lot of heat on. They're so far off that you see how all these little quick routes we try to throw to Tyreek on his motions. I mean, we, I mean, barely off the line of scrimmage, they're so far back because they're worried about Tyreek going by him that we, we missed on one, the miscommunication. Yeah. It was, and then we hit another one and we caught back shoulder a little bit. So – I mean, these guys are bailing out of there. It's hard for them to make those up. But that's what's remarkable to me is that at that stage of the game, you kind of got to know, look, the only way they got a chance to get back is if we let Cheetah behind us. So, like, just keep him in front of you. And then there he is. You see Tua, when Tua just, you know, when he's putting everything he has into it, you just know he's throwing a Tyreek. It's like, wait a minute, there's no way he's just running wide open. And I would love, when you tell me what, what happened on the last, on the fumble, 
because he was cranking up to throw somewhere. I would love to see what's happening on the oh, back yeah. end of that. That's oh. actually a great point. Yeah, I would love to see who, because we've seen that That's in part the part of why they were able like, to get it. Yeah. go, but he had a chance. Because he had that thing he, all, like Tim man, Tebow all the way back here, didn't he? Because he was trying to get know what that was about. If they score, they're like game back on. So if there's someone open down there, maybe we'll see. But that's a good point, Juice. I'm looking forward to looking at that. And Seth, you'll like this. Tyreek Hill created some more ground on the league lead for the yardage leaders in this season today. Justin Jefferson had just 45 yards in the game today, and Tyreek had him by one yard coming into the week. So now he's got 102 more yards than him, and Stephon Diggs had just 92 yards on the game on Thursday. So Tyreek Hill created some space atop the league leaderboard uh, in receiving this week. We have a couple minutes left here, guys. I want to go to the other side of the ball and talk about someone that we haven't given a lot of love to, given given a lot of love to this season because he plays – I feel like he plays that eraser role in the back end where he's just not really involved that often until you need him on like a 12-yard player or, you know, 25-yard pass play. But Javon Holland, I thought, had all kinds of opportunities in this game down around the box, blitzing the quarterback, uh, defending the run, and and playing the pass as well. Can we just give some flowers to Javon Holland for the game he had today? Because, man, he was everywhere out there. Yeah, he was, man. And you know what? Javon was back to doing some of the things that we've seen Javon do. You know, know, when we had all the injuries, we had Javon basically playing a lot of center field, not being able to – you know, come off the edge. Uh, we saw him coming off the edge. We saw us go in, in zero. We saw him, you know, be on the edge and get back out in coverage. But we also saw him bring that hat today, man. Oh, my God. I mean, he was, yeah, he was as physical as, you know, as you love for your safety to be out there. And uh, he had, had a heck of a game, man. And I, I tell you, you know, it was it was funny. At the beginning of the season, we were talking about how the opportunities were not there for him to make those plays because of the way they had him positioned. Man, that this what they have now, what they had him doing today was the old Javon Holland we saw last year. Agreed. And I think they, they found a lot of comfort with the guys on the outside and coverage that they can start doing some of those things again, man. And that that's important. Of course, you, you get those opportunities too with, with Purdy in the game when yeah. we start bringing a lot more heat because you got a man, young he missed that one sack though. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't yeah. a big, a big loss. Yeah. So yeah, there are like once again like the theme of the whole. You know, show of, of the game is opportunities lost. Yeah. Right? Uh, Yet another it's one. It's a killer, of them. man. It's such a killer. But I mean, it, I was I was looking forward to seeing how the defense kind of because to me the game plan changes drastically when you go from Garoppolo mm-hmm. to a, a guy that has never played in his rookie season because Garoppolo had the best numbers against the Blitz in the entire NFL this year. So I was thinking, you know, to your point about Javon Holland kind of getting more freedom, you go back to that Browns game, He was they were just killing the Browns offensive line with four-man pressures. And so Javon all of a sudden has, you know, when the ball has to come out in two and a half seconds, he doesn't have to play that far off the ball. So he's coming down and making all kinds of plays. And I think it's been kind of an opportunity lost at, at that position for the Dolphins this year without having Byron Jones opposite Xavier Howard without having Nick Needham, without having, you know, Trill Williams. The list just goes on and on and on. Uh, you, he has to kind of play that eraser role back there because you are undermanned at cornerback. So I think it's been a big uh, opportunity loss for the Dolphins this year. But good good to see him get a chance to come down uh, closer to the football and make all kinds of plays because he is at his best when he's doing everything under the sun. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds real quick so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1 800 747 free. That's 1 800 747 3733. 
We are two segments away from coming home. Let's go ahead and finish up here with a couple more your way. Dolphins postgame driven by Gunther Motors. You've got to get to Gunther Kia in Fort Lauderdale on 441, just north of I-595, or visit GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Santa Clara, Niners 33, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dolphins fans, get ready for the ultimate Miami Dolphins fan cruise setting sail in April 2023. Vacation with 35 of the all-time greatest Dolphins legends. Meet Larry Little, Dan Marino, Larry Zonka, Mark Duper, and many more. Enjoy countless Dolphins-themed events and activities with your favorite Dolphins legends at sea. All meals, entertainment, and drinks are included on this once-in-a-lifetime Dolphins fan experience. Book today at DolphinsFanCruise.com. Nothing beats being in the stands for live Dolphins football. From those nail-biting passes and pivotal plays to the game-winning touchdowns, you can be there for all the action this season. As the official ticket marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of seats so you never miss a game. Plus, with the Ticketmaster app, you can easily sell or transfer tickets when your plans change. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. Again, that's Ticketmaster.com Dolphins. Discover your rhythm at the Guitar Hotel, an entertainment destination unlike anywhere else in the world. Savor the notes of perfection at 20 world-class dining venues. Peace of mind awaits at one of Florida's largest and most luxurious spas. Immerse yourself in our tropical oasis where beauty knows no boundaries. Get loud at the state-of-the-art Hard Rock Live. Then turn it up another octave at Dare Rooftop Nightclub and Day Club. Escape to the only place where paradise meets playground. Discover your rhythm at Hard Rock Hotel. Chevron with Tecron has unbeatable engine cleaning power, and it gives you unbeatable mileage for all kinds of unbeatable destinations, like time in the sun at the beach, or time in the sun riding roller coasters, or a day in the sun hiking mountains. Well, probably just one mountain would be enough for a day, but hiking a mountain is still an unbeatable choice for how to spend time. Download the Chevron app now to get unbeatable mileage at locations near you. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The home of every Miami Dolphins game, AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster, has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Let's go ahead and cue up the music and get to the out-of-town scoreboard. After today's loss, might have to keep a closer eye on the rest of the scores around the league because down the Dolphins back into fighting for a playoff spot. They lost their spot atop the AFC East as the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night football take out the Patriots 24-10. Never really in doubt in that game. They were comfortable the entire way through. Today's action, the Steelers take out the Falcons, a 1916 nail-biter to move to 5-7. and seven. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers says he owns the Bears. That is still true. They win 28-19 over the 3-10 and 10 Chicago Bears. Man, he cannot lose to that franchise. The Lions, the fighting Dan Campbells. You know, good for him. Good for the Lions, Seth, right? They get a big win today, 40-14 to 14 over the Jaguars. That's an inside joke from the previous show. Uh, just kind of giving Dan, Dan Campbell his flowers. What a big win for the Lions, though, 40-14 to 14 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Vikings make today not so bad by beating the New York Jets. 27-22 as they hold off a late Mike White rally. They move to 10-2. The Jets fall to 7-5. 
we have a tie, fellas. 20 to 20 at the Meadowlands. Giants and Commanders How does that cannot. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, you only got to kick a field goal at a certain point in overtime with all the offensive fireworks we see today. It's it's crazy to imagine going 10 minutes without scoring when you have to put points on the board. But they go to 7-5 and 1 are Washington. 7-4 and 1 are the Giants. That that back end of the NFC playoff race is going to be ridiculous. I don't know if they if there are seven playoff teams in the NFC, but they're going to send seven teams to the playoffs. So they'll they'll have some fun wild card <laughs> round games for us coming up in January. Speaking of NFC teams and some actual juggernauts, a couple of Eagles fans in the house tonight. Trevor Harris behind the glass. <laughs> Seth's dad behind us here taking in the show. The Eagles win in going away fashion, 35-10 to 10 over the Tennessee Titans. What did A.J. Brown do against his former team? i got to pull up the stats here. Juice, you got him on your fantasy team, right? Yeah, he got what me 30-some points oh, today. Okay. That's all I know. He went nuts. He said he was going to. He went, oh, geez, 8 for 119 and two touchdowns. Yeah, you must have won your game today. <laughs> the Ravens, despite losing Lamar Jackson to a knee injury, I saw the report was days to weeks on that knee injury. We'll see about that, but they do rescue a, li- a win late over the ooh, Denver Broncos, 3-9, and 10-9. to nine. In that contest. Fun game there. Let's ride. <laughs> it was tough for me to come back from, Seth. So it's a good joke. Uh, speaking of tough to come back from, the Browns win in Houston 27-14 to with a kind of an awkward setting there uh, with Deshaun Watson back in his old house. What a weird way to have him back in the NFL. Let's go ahead and move on from that one. Yeah, defense. Well, that defense had his back, though. Defense yeah, just a little scored, bit. They just, yeah, yeah, he, they wasn't, were, he wasn't anything. That was a weird game, man. Yeah. We were kind of keeping tabs on that earlier, but it was a weird, <laughs> weird win for the Browns. They moved to 5-7. and seven. The Seahawks get a big win over the Rams, 27-23. They moved to 7-5. and five. Last year's defending champs, guys, 3-9. and nine. What do you make of that? It's not good. I, I, I don't even know what to make of it. You know, I mean, I haven't followed it closely other than seeing the losses pile up. And it's like, wow. You don't, uh, I mean, you you know, it's hard, right? It's hard to get to the top. It's even harder to stay there. Yeah. But to see teams, uh, you don't normally see that big of a drop off. Yeah, well, you got, they had some big losses, though. I mean, for one, you know, you got to think about Odell Beckham Jr. being out. Jefferson, I think, is out as well, the wide receiver. At, and Sean's son, right? Played for them last yeah, year as well. So it, those guys have been out for uh, most of the season, you know. And but the defense should be able to <laughs> at least hold them. I hold think Donald missed the game today too. Yeah. They, but three and nine. Yeah, and it's, it's it goes back to your guys' podcast you did on the Friday Fish Bites. Go ahead and check that out on the Fish Tank podcast, hey. wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, that you know the idea of going all in because the the Rams really did push all their chips to the table. And you know your, your guys' point on the show I thought was great because like the, everyone's always all in in the NFL, right? But the not the Rams legit mortgage their entire future to go get, as Juice mentioned, Odell Beckham Jr., to go get Matt Stafford, to get all these guys with all those trades. It's just been relentless for them, and they're kind of paying for it here on the back end with, I think, a lack of depth and, like you mentioned, the injuries. But they got that trophy. They got the trophy. It's so an interesting if you're going to do yeah. it, that's what you have. Yeah, it's another topic yeah, for is. another day, but they did get that trophy. Personally, uh, you know, being a Dolphins fan for the last 30 years, I would take the trophy and right. you can win no games the rest right. of my life if you if you give me that opportunity. Right. And everybody says that, but, you know, when they're yeah. sitting here at 3-9, and nine, I yeah. bet you F them picks isn't sure. as funny anymore. Yeah, because right. I mean, football Sunday, like we live for, right? So if you lose them for the rest of time, then is the trophy really worth it? I, like, it's a, I, and it probably is, but it doesn't make it feel any better when you're going through it. It is a debate for another day. It's a good point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the Bengals go get a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs, who fall to nine and three. Man, if Miami would have won today, they'd have moved to the one seed in the AFC, but they do not. Yeah, as the Chiefs if. fall twenty-seven twenty-four. Man, oh man. I'm just glad the Jets lost. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? How everybody, sick would we everybody. Be? Buffalo's the only win in our division. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's it's not a bad it's not a bad How sick would you feel right now if you were tied with the Jets? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Speaking of AFC uh, 
playoff picture. The Chargers drop a heartbreaker to the Las Vegas Raiders, 20-27. to Let's go ahead and pull up the standings. Actually, let's go back real quick and finish up the score today. Sorry. We have a current game for you guys. Cowboys just score a touchdown. They'll go up 13-10 on the Colts. Tomorrow night, Bucks and Saints. Man, the primetime schedule down the stretch is not very good. Lots of teams <laughs> playing out the street. They always play each other kind of well, though, don't they? Yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. Well, there are probably some higher expectations there, too, than what you're seeing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> to, to kind of put a bow on this in the AFC, you have the Put Chiefs. A, bow, a lot of bows on a lot of things. <laughs> bow it up. It's Christmas time. That's, That's true. Right. That's right. It's a good point. The Chiefs and Bills are both nine and three. They're atop the conference. Baltimore's eight and four. The Titans hold strong in the AFC South at seven and five. And then this is where it gets interesting to me, guys, because the Bengals and Dolphins both are eight and four. The Jets are seven and five. And then you have another game drop off to the Patriots and Chargers at six and six. And then Las Vegas, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh all five and seven. Probably going to be in that right column in the hunt, but that you know I don't know how serious they are. But as you look at that group, Juice, I mean. I just even with the loss today, I still think like Miami is in really good shape. If your primary goal is to make the playoffs, I think they're in really good shape to do that this year. Yeah, we are. I mean, look, we would move from two to six here, but I think we got some opportunities. Get some teams that are battling as well. And like you said, we've got the, uh, another head to head with the Jets, New England. The, the next three, we've got head to heads with that are in that, that hunt as well, which which helps us out a lot when we get those those, those opportunities to play those guys. Um, but look, we're we're still in great shape. I mean, we honestly. Like we talked about earlier, losing against the NFC team is not as bad as what's going if we until we go to next yeah. week. Next week is big. Chargers. Next week after next week after that is big. You know, we're looking at Buffalo. We got and they're gonna get bigger and bigger. But we have to handle we have to handle the conference as well as the division. You know, everything else. You know, losing to the NFC team today wasn't as bad. Right. L's an L. But I'm tell you, it could be a lot worse. And if you can't beat those teams down the stretch, then you don't belong in the playoffs anyway, right? That's you know, exactly. so it, it's it's great to get to where you were eight and three, or now eight and four. But and the opportunities are there. There's there's still not, you, you can still win 13 games this season. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, a great number. that's a great number. <laughs> you know, so uh, hopefully they can put another uh, win streak together. This is this is one of those things that I think Seth, you don't want you won't want to hear a word of it. But if you take oh. the actual implications of the game today, technically speaking, because it's no conference record. There's no common opponents because in the AFC East, we're the only team to play the Niners. This is the game that has the least tie-breaking scenarios involved. So technically speaking, okay. it's the least important game on the schedule. I know you don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you're going to lose one, that was the one to lose. I just for hate sure. that sentence. It's the least important game because they're all important. They're all but, important. But and you, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, this was – we heard why Mike McDaniel wanted it to feel like a big game. They're a really good football team, and then all of the other subplots that were there. But you're exactly right. When you start looking at who you're competing against to get into the playoffs, you know you don't have to worry about this team again. And if you do have to worry about this team again, that means things have gone thing. really it's well. It's exactly right. Yeah. And the perception, I think, of the game is going to be the one that uh, I think people will grasp onto, especially with the, the backup quarterback coming in and, and beating you. That's what happened. It's a, it's a bad look. But Yeah, but, I mean, that's they got to get over that. I could care less what he did. It's about what we didn't do. It's about do. what we do. And if we take care of business, they'll still win the division. Yeah. So that's how it works. Just go win, all, win your football games, and you'll be where you want to be at the how end. Many, Real quick, how many offensive touchdowns have we given today? It's a offensive touchdowns? Yeah. Three, I think. Well, nobody had a defensive score. They had a, and they had a bunch of field goals. Yeah, maybe two. Touchdowns. Three? three. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-eight. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to do math. Uh, I got to do 24, 21. Yeah, I, I think there's two. But there's a defensive one in there, too. So. Yeah, there was. I, I think it was it's two. Three, three at the end of we'll see. All we right, anyhow. We have a few minutes left on the other side. We'll take our last <laughs> break here before we do that. Uh, Dolphins post-game. It <laughs> shouldn't have been Motors. that hard of a question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It just shouldn't have been. It two, was two. Three, four, five, it was oh, two. Jeez. Look at me not knowing math here. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther Kia. Again, the final score from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Niners 33, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Overtime Show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network where Dolphins fans live. Joe Rose and Zach Krantz in the mornings. Talking Crowder in the afternoon. Nobody covers Dolphins like AM560 Sports WQAM. Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage. So next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Tecron. Find a station near you on the Chevron app. Guys, we have about seven minutes left here. Before we talk about coming up on the Drive Time and Fish Tank podcast, Juice, I just want to ask you about this game on Sunday because we uh, talked about it on our text thread last week, I think it was, and I I mentioned it on the Twitter Spaces show that if Juice is talking about a future game, he is going to get – it's a big one because he's he's fired up – you know, about a potential matchup on Sunday night football. And with uh, Tua Tungavailoa and Justin Herbert, man, we've been waiting for this one for a while now, it feels like. Yes, we have, man. Yes, we have. And, um, you know, and our, our boy Tua is going to show up better in, so in that too. game as well, man. I'm, I'm excited for that matchup. You know, I like the fact they flexed it to a, to a Sunday night. We'll go to another primetime game. And, uh, you know, this is what everybody's been talking about. Even though they don't play against each other, like we talked about Wednesday on our spaces, which everybody needs to join us and check us out at 8 p.m. Eastern um, on our Twitter spaces, um, they're still going to be dueling against each other because they know what, you know, the ramifications, they know what their draft status was, they know what the whole world's been talking about when it comes to drafting this person or that person, especially our guy. Our guy's been the one that's been taking the hits yeah. the whole time with this whole situation, especially from Miami fans and a lot of times all the, you know, national pundits have been saying the same thing. So our guys, you know, I'm sure he's pumped. He was pumped today, and he'll be pumped again next week, but he'll be ready for this matchup. Seth, you more fired up for it this week than usual? More fired up than usual? No. I mean, I love I love Sundays. Why, why should I be more fired up than it's usual? Just, it's, like, it's, it's the social media battle to end all social but see, that's media. But like, I don't care about that <laughs> stuff. I really don't. Just win the game, man. Just win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't I – don't, you know, But if Tua has a hell of a game, we win the game. If, <laughs> if he has a hell of a game, that's great. Absolutely. But if he throws for one touchdown and – yeah, like, I don't care. I don't care what happens. And I don't care if – you know, Herbert could throw for six and, you know – whatever the scenarios are as long as the dolphins win keep it moving man let people argue about all that other nonsense that's what i did as a kid my whole time arguing about why dan marino was better than joe montana and he was but guess what joe montana gets to sit there with four rings and i'm I'm sitting here texting with chris clark who knows that they got four rings (laughs) as a result of that you know win the game when I was in junior college, I had a speech class, and one of my first speeches I gave was supposed to be a convincing argument. And I, I, my speech was, "Why Dan Marino is the best quarterback of all time." Yeah, I'm convinced. <laughs> Great, I love it. I'm convinced. I, I gave so many speeches on the Dolphins that year, and I was like 21 years old back in in the Northwest in Washington State. And I, one of my speeches. <laughs> Wait, I, made, I thought you were saying this was like in when you were a kid, like in college. I wrote a paper one time saying why Chris Chambers should go to the Pro Bowl. My English teacher was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, right. "Yeah, this, I'm doing what I love." <laughs> so, oh, hilarious. So they 
they had to deal with that. But one time I came to the podium for my speech and I go, all right, the Miami Dolphins. And they were like, oh, like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I talked about something else. It was a good, a good callback I would go to time and time again. Speaking of callbacks, we've had a callback to the Drive Time podcast, the Fish Tank, the Twitter Spaces show. Big Seth, what's coming up this week on the Fish Tank? Yeah, we're, uh, we've got a fun one. Alex Marvez of Sirius XM Radio and, you know, formerly of the Sun Sentinel, covered the Miami Dolphins for a number of years here. Also, if you're a wrestling fan, he's an AEW wrestling backstage announcer. Uh, we talk about that a little bit, but Marvez is just a, a fun dude. I'm going to use the term dude, and you know you can listen to the show and hear why. But just a fun dude to talk to. Had some great stories. Um, you know, we did about an hour plus with him, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so had a lot to talk about, and, and felt you know unfulfilled at the end, like there was still more. But yeah, Alex Marvez, next guest in the fish tank, and uh, and it's a good one. Can't wait for that one. You guys have been killing it so far this season. I love the Alec Ingold episode a while back. Uh, I love the Adewale, or not Adewale, the Aiken Adele. There oh, you go. Yeah. I almost oh, yeah. did the wrong name drop, but you guys have been killing it, man. It's been fun to watch. And the Friday Fish Bites, too. Loving those. Did we have one this week? We did. Why did I not I'm glad that? you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> My favorite episode. We talked about <laughs> traveling west and, you know, the benefits of going out there. And and uh, and I guess we'll see, right, because the whole yeah. thing was about this week they're all going to have together to bond. So after a tough loss, hopefully they can lick their wounds. Hopefully they can bond, get to know each other, get tighter as, an, uh, as, a, as a team, and uh, hopefully it'll pay off. Some, uh, and, and you guys will get what you want in the Twitter war with uh, Tua <laughs> versus Herbert. That's right. I, yeah. I did a – go ahead, Juice. No, I, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, we, we, we definitely talked a lot about that, man. I think that tonight's one of those nights, you know. I don't know if they're – are they getting on the road tonight? I think or are they going to spend a night? Stay up there, yeah, I mean, tonight might be a night where they can you know, yeah, hang out a little you bit. Think? You don't think you don't think they would then? No, interesting. Straight over to LA from here. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know, but anyhow, but I think it's going to be no matter what. They just got there, so all the bonding stuff we're talking about hasn't had an ha- opportunity to happen. Right. You know, so the next few days will be big for those guys. It's interesting. I had Kyle Van Noy on the podcast back in his his one year with the Miami Dolphins, and he I talked to him about it. It was late in the year. I said, when was the moment you guys kind of like? got everything turned around and it happened in that trip to San Francisco and he alluded to that plane ride that the long plane ride there and the long plane ride back and going out early out to the west coast and how it really kind of galvanized the team that year and you know hopefully we get the same impact here not the result you wanted but hopefully uh, they come back a better team for it so we're looking forward to that Uh, speaking of what's coming up on drive time going to be backing off the five episode a week because this Mm. week my wife is giving birth to our second child. Oh, so man, a little, man, it's not happened yet. It's coming up on Tuesday. I'm glad we're pushing <laughs> this thing up to the, to the scheduled uh, time because we 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 basically knew we had a few days of like before the the calm before the storm, and we just wanted to enjoy as much as we could. So we had a chance to do that. Uh, they went to the zoo today and had a blast out in Palm Beach. So they're getting plenty of uh, together time. My my wife and my two year old daughter. But we're about to become a family of four yes, on Tuesday. So drive time is going to be just three episodes a week. We'll have the recap episode after the game. We'll have the all twenty two review. And we'll have the game preview. So no more uh, opponent perspective podcast. My Seth's favorite episode. I'm going to cut that one out because I just that's how Thanks. I do big Seth all the time. Appreciate and it. Then, uh, no. <laughs> and then I'm the only guy here who doesn't have a son named Cameron. <laughs> that's, right. That's, right. That's, right. That's, right. that's right. I didn't even think about Cam's that. So, yeah, in the building. My wife's maiden name is going to uh, going to keep on the the Cameron name in the in the Winkfield household. So, and I also will not be with you guys next week on the post game show. That's going to be Alex Donald filling in for you guys uh, as I try to just bailing on us. Yeah. yeah. You guys the night enjoy. game, you know what I mean? How excited are you for this? I'm pumped up. I won't be here. <laughs> That's right. Have fun. I'll be changing diapers and stuff so you guys yeah. will have more fun than I'll be. That's for sure. I don't sure. know about that. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Changing diapers? Yeah. Oh. That's that's easy. Go to move. It's oh, easy. it's more fun. Well, yeah. if it's a if it's a win it's more fun. Right. Fun? Sure. fun. No, it's fun. 
Good show today, guys. Thank you. And also, fellas, uh, my uh, toy drive tomorrow. Yes, promote it. That's right. At the Buca de Beppo in, in Davie tomorrow, December 5th. And then on the 7th, I have another one at uh, Quarter Deck in Plantation. Unwrap toy. 5.30, What's the quarter, quarter deck? deck? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday? Okay. Cool. You'll, you'll be busy. I'm sure. I'll be a little bit busy. All Just, right. We're in the hospital those days, so. Yeah. That's why the podcast won't be coming your way. But another post-game show here in the books. Good good job today, guys. Antenna's up. Game on. Score your favorite games and shows for free. Visit thefreetvproject.org to learn about all the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Camper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo. Our executive producer today is Alejandro Solana. Today's studio producers, there's two words together as one, were Jimmy Garcia, Trevor Harris, and Matt Wilson. For OJ McDuffie, Seth Levitt, DJ Priest, and Papa Levitt in the back as well. I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game was Niners 33, Dolphins 17. Next week, part two of Miami's West Coast swing. The Dolphins in Los Angeles to play the Chargers on primetime football. Alex Dono continues reacting to today's game next on the local Miami Dolphins postgame show live on AM 560 Sports WQAM. We'll speak to you next Sunday night after Dolphins Chargers. This has been the Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.